You're here for an Azika nightly podcast where thoughts meet expression and the world around us gets analyzed with humor, honesty, and a whole new perspective. This is Nasika nightly podcast with your host, Nasika Aliman. Oh, you guys came back for another episode. I feel so loved. <laughs> Proper greetings again, my side. Welcome to another episode of the Nasika Nightly Podcast. I'm Nasika Aleman, your one true host, and I aim to discuss and analyze different topics in our society and look at them from a whole new perspective. That's right. We had to get that repeated introduction out of the way before we get started, of course. But of course, you guys know the drill. You guys have been here before. We've been doing this dance for what? 11 weeks straight talk about consistency right you know someone said to me uh that they messaged my instagram they said they know my introduction out of their head by now and when i tell you guys tears well up in my eyeballs and in my eye sockets i love you guys so much oh my gosh <laughs> that made my entire day right now now just to be clear in the last episode, I said you guys can expect banter and bashing from now on for a few episodes. I lied. It's very important I let you guys know this. I lied. I'm very self-aware, so I know that I lied. Yes? Uh, but today, today we're, we're coming from a positive angle yet again. We're coming from a positive angle. It's, it's more of a positive episode. The Spirit spoke to me and told me to deliver a message, Right? And so bless the name of Jesus. That's what I'm here to do. All right. So, so to be quite honest, the last episode I did, the last positive episode, the last, oh, we love it here. This is such a nice place. Woody woo sunflowers and happiness. It didn't do so good. So that let me know that you guys prefer me stepping on the necks of our governments and civilians with their dirty habits. And I feel, I feel at home. Yeah, I feel, I feel so accepted. I feel at peace. <laughs> um, yeah, but today's episode is going to be a positive one. I've mentioned before, possibly in every episode I've published, that I'm recently a graduate from the University of the West Indies and I'm unemployed. I don't have a work, right? And I joked about it uh, on here, on TikTok, on Instagram. I joke about it in, in real life, everywhere, right? But that's because humor is how I cope. Right. But I know it's a serious situation. And so I wanted to do an entire episode talking about the reality of unemployment and how it affects us. Right. Today's episode is titled 100 Days of Joblessness. At the time of this recording, it's been 168 days since lightning struck. That's right. 168 days since I got my degree from the university and it's been about a hundred days of me seeking employment right now first of all if you're coming from my tiktok of course shout out to you right big up uno you guys are you guys are doing it over there i recently started making videos over on tiktok like actual videos like not just using sounds like actually using my own voice the way i used to do on instagram when i was in high school and if you guys remember those days if you guys remember uh gazebo gang and you remember you know all the laughter and banter that came from those six form uh, years at the great St. Hughes High School. Then big up to you guys, of course. Shout out you guys. You guys know what's up. Um, but yeah, I recently started making videos, right? And I joked about not being employed on one of the videos. And a few comments, a few of them actually, it's not just one, a few comments were saying, they are, you know, it's me too, I agree. Oh, it happened to me as well. Girl, same. There were a lot of those, a few people being like, oh, you know, they haven't called me for a job either. Or, you know, I, I did an interview and it didn't go so well. And I'm like, oh, wow. 
in my moments of feeling alone, I forgot that we're all looking for a work. I forgot that we're all Jamaicans who, you know, at one point or the other just didn't get life the way we thought life would have lived for us. And so this episode, right, is just me diving into the fact that I'm not alone, but I thought I was. Or I didn't even think about you guys, to tell you the truth. I was so focused on me. I was so focused on the idea of Nasika not having a work that I forgot to include you guys along in this journey, yeah? And so today we're diving into into the aspects of uh, unemployment. I don't know if anyone can relate, but when it comes on to this, my self-esteem and self-worth, when I tell you, it decreases because I, I, I must be the problem. Why am I sending out so many resumes and not getting a callback? You know what I mean? Especially with that only shortlisted applicants will be contacted thing. I don't know if they have decided that I'm not the best fit for the job or their HR is just backed up and they just haven't gotten to me as yet. So it rockles your brain for a minute. You're really just sitting there and you don't know what to think. But the point is the phone ring. It's an unbelievable amount of patience. I'm telling you, you have to be, you have to be patient in order to remain sane, right? And this whole process is not a one-step process. There are several steps that the unemployed have to go through. We, the unemployed, struggle, right? We have to go through these steps before we get employed. And so today I'm going to walk you all through those steps just in case you have a work and you're too comfortable. I'm going to show you guys what it's like in the life of the unemployed, what we go through, yeah? I'm going to uh, become very vulnerable. That's the plan, right? Right? I'm very open because it dawned on me that I'm not alone in this plight. Yeah. And so thousands of recent graduates and graduates and all these people who's been waiting on a job for years are still unemployed. And today we're diving into the minds of the unemployed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first step in the life of unemployment is job searching. Hallelujah. Now, the, in this step alone, there are segments. You know, like where you have step one, step one A, step one B, step one, that, 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 that's, that's what this step entails. Because there are different people. Yeah? So you have different stages of people in this step. You have people who will do any work called center, under the table payments. That's when you get paid in cash for a little sum of money. So you only do like contract work. Like show up this week, I'll give you this amount and get paid in check uh, or you get paid in cash. My apologies, right? So you have those, then you have a little work here, a little work there, which is kind of the same thing, but you get the idea, right? These people, they just need a job. They need any job. They need money and they need experience or they just need getting out of the house badly. So when they send out their resume, they send that resume to everybody this even to people who they didn't put out an opening for a position they just send they get up every day and they send a million resumes right so i respect these people yeah i have nothing but respect for them then there are those who sit by the phone waiting on that one job to give them a call that one job and before you say no no one is doing that that's not a thing i just beg you i, I beg you please don't get me started on the prevalence of links and classism in this country Please, not, not on this episode. <laughs> the rich already hate me enough as is, okay? So now let's focus. These people are chilling. They have money. They are in a comfortable home. You know, their parents, they're in their parents' house, but they're not like being bothered. They're okay. They're just chilling, relaxing, living life, yeah? Uh, they're enjoying life. 
until they get the call. They're just waiting patiently. No, I'm not even mad at these people, right? Why labor if you don't have to? I'm not mad. I'm not throwing a fit. I'm not bashing anybody. I get it. I get it. Please, I get it. Okay? And then, but before we go on, another thing you have to understand, though, is that not everyone is in the same boat. Yeah, it's very important that you know your boat and know the difference in, 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 in the boats around you in this grand ocean. Okay? Yes, we're all unemployed. That's the ocean. We're all unemployed. But your unique and specific situation will have a lot to do with how stressed you are uh, about a predicament, right? Because if you live alone with your mom and she'll run you out for go look work and she'll run you out for move out to your house and you don't want to live with her anymore. And it's a very toxic environment. If you live in a house that you dread, you hate, you can't wait to escape... I assure you, you'll be looking for the first work that will pay you for you to find your way out, right? Because remember, you can't get out on wishes and dreams. You have to get out on cash and funds, yeah? So, you're not going to be picky about this. Now, if you're comfortable, obviously, you're not rushing it. You're like, oh, being 25 without a job doesn't bother you at all because you're all right. Being 25 without a job and you're not okay, you're not comfortable, you're not happy, is miserable. Because you're going to have to work years before you could get a house or, you know what I mean? So it stresses you out. So you have to know your specific boat. Okay? Now there's the last group of people I want to add. And they're in between the groups I mentioned earlier. Yeah? They aren't waiting on a certain job or a certain pay. They aren't sending resumes to everybody. But they're being very specific about where they see themselves in the future. Now, it doesn't have to be a career that requires their degree title. It doesn't have to be a six-figure job. They do it for free. Not in this economy. Maybe the next one. <laughs> but you get the point, though. They just want to love what they do and be happy with their new career and life. So they're actively looking for work, sending out countless resumes a day, trying to get in touch with everything down their alley. They are looking for work. They just know what they want, right? Now, that's me. I'm in that last bundle. I did the journalism internship. I did the three years of UE. I, 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 I did it all. I have an idea of what it's like. I'm sure I'd be good at it. I'm sure I'd be great even. I'm a perfectionist. I'm sure I'd be good in whatever field I dive into. I'm positive of this. I know my work ethic. I know what I can manage. I'd be good. I just want to try something different outside of something that has a direct relationship with what I studied in terms of journalism having to, you know, do investigations and all of that, like directly being on the forefront of news. I want to try something different. No, this is not to say I'd never do it. I'm just saying I want to try something different, right? And my passion with creativity is growing more and more by the day. So I want to, you know what I mean? Like I want to expand the creative side of me and not so much the structured side. So you, you get where I'm coming from, right? Now let's get back on track, right? Let's get back on track. We're talking about the stages of unemployment and the journey we must go through. This is this is a, an important part in our lives, okay? We're going back to it. So after the job searching, there's the waiting. Oh, the waiting is horrible. The waiting is so bad. Because let me tell you, you know, the devil finds work for idle hands, you know, man. And so your brain is continuously just turning and thinking. And too much time alone really isn't good. Like, you need time alone. But too much isolation from the real world, oh, it'll set you back. The waiting, the wondering, the pondering, the fretting, the nerves, the planning that you'll never be able to execute until you get a job. Because remember, you know, everything is connected. Right. And so so all of that time, the waiting 
while you're sending out more. So yes, you're waiting on Tom and corporations to call you back, but you're still sending out resumes by the day. Right? The waiting is bad. The waiting is bad. And you think it's the worst part because it's so bad. You think it's the worst part, but <laughs> because it's all you know. But I assure you, yeah, it only gets worse as you go along. The road just gets dark. I'll tell you what comes next in the stage. The next stage is finally being contacted for an interview. Yeah, that's right. You get contacted for an interview. Now, you have to remember, <laughs> you don't have a job. You have an interview. A potential work has given you a call. That's right. You've gotten the official call from HR. You've gotten that email with your confirmation and all of that. They're ready and waiting for you, right? Now, let me tell you, boy, the nerves that come with this stage is something you've never experienced before. I'd equate it with waiting in embassy line. You see, when you have all your hopes and dreams built up, and remember, you're the wait, you know. When you have all of that weight and, and eager, just waiting and sitting for too long, knowing when you're presented with an opportunity, you're nervous. You can't, you can't fathom anything outside of the nerves. Yeah, it's quite bad. Because you can finally feel how close you are to your dreams. You can finally feel it. And you think to yourself, if I can just get through this, <laughs> it'll only get better. If I could just get through the interview, it'll only get up from here. If I could only conquer this, it'll get better. I'm one step closer to my dreams. And so here we come. All work here will come. It's better days are coming. Wrong, right? Let me tell you something, boy. That post-interview depression, that's the depression that comes after the interview. It's, it, 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 it's nothing you've ever experienced before in this life, right? It hits you with the force of a truck on a highway. That, that's how that depression just warms your brain. The minute you leave that interview, oh my gosh, I'm telling you, dark days. And I'm talking about days of being unwell, days of not eating, restless sleep, torturing yourself, thinking, what did I say wrong? I could have answered this question better. I don't think I sold myself properly. They don't know how good I am because I poorly delivered it. Maybe next time I can, oh my gosh, I'm not going to get work. They're never going to call me. It's all of that going through your brain, you know. And, and, and let me tell you, let me tell you, I don't know if you're anything like me. But my mind already tells me I'm not getting that work. Because of all the things I just told you I did wrong, we're not, they're not calling you back. If they call you back there, you don't have a work. You, you had one chance to get a job and that's what you went in there and do. You talk all this about wanting a work and that was your interview. You're horrible. You're unemployed. You're unemployable. You're, you're never going to get a work. It's a lot of that. It's a whole lot of that, right? I have to remember, you know. You have to remember, again, if you're anything like me, that means you didn't apply for any old job, right? You applied for a job that made you feel like you would have a bright future and you'd excel in it. It was a strategic move that you made about your future, right? Now, feeling like you're losing that, there's just nothing like it. There's simply nothing like that feeling. But remember, all the feelings before were nothing like that. And so what, what, what do I always say? It only gets worse from there, right? Wrong. This time it gets better. Yeah, this time it gets better. The next stage, and I'd say it's the final stage in the process, it's when it starts to finally look up. And because post-interview, it takes like two weeks for them to get back to you about if you even have the job at all. So by this stage, 
you're you're healing enough to take the good from the interview you're healing enough to use it as a lesson to say okay you've learned now i know what to expect now i ex now i know how to prepare now i know what to look forward to now i know how to dodge this bullet and maybe say this instead of that so you use it as like a lesson that's 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 the upstage the upstage is when you say okay i did it it was bad in my opinion there's better let's go again let's try let's edit the board let's see how we could conquer the next and you move on but you know i'll tell you what when you think it's over yeah barring that you didn't get the job because hopefully you did fingers crossed you're praying to the gods above you're hoping and you're just wishing yeah to a to a star but barring that you didn't get the job when you think it's all over yeah you just do that cycle over again kawa you do have a work <laughs> so you do that cycle as many times as is required until you seek employment and and uh, what a cycle it is eh what a cycle it is for you to go from a sense of nothingness to finally getting the call that's excitement to being thrown down to the floor and feeling like you'll never have it all like you've missed a shot like you've lost like you, there's no coming back to being humble and learning and getting a lesson to doing that over again and so let me tell you if you have a friend who's unemployed send them money today that's right that's right send send them money today we're going through it buy us buy us coffee or or a treat just because cuz we are fighting the demons of unemployment i'm telling you it takes such a toll on your mental health i'm listen we're talking about a war on the inside of your mind okay and the worst thing overall about this entire process about job hunting about job searching about unemployment it's how unpredictable it all is how unpredictable it will always be right and it's the same across the board because if you're currently employed but you want to leave your job and find a new one it's the same thing cuz either way you you're not happy right and you shouldn't guilt yourself like oh my gosh i'm so ungrateful a lot of people don't have a job and i'm complaining about my job cuz i want a new one girl if you have a broken arm and you walk into a hospital room and see a man in a full body cast you're still in pain okay don't feel guilt about wanting better things sure appreciate what you can make plans for what's to come but don't feel bad about it right if you're unhappy you're just unhappy but you know just keep it over there like <laughs> if you have a job sure look another work you know seek that job queen i hope you get it king you got this you got this but don't come up to me complaining about a job you have bro i don't have a job you know what i'm saying so i'm not going to think you're like ungrateful or anything cuz you're unhappy sure you are but don't come complain to me about getting a check cuz i like the way i can't relate we'd probably get into an argument please spare me the debate okay because that's not fair for you to come to me and nag about being on payroll i the burden you, it must be you know what i mean <laughs> listen man i empathize with everybody in this pretty comment because job searching it's not easy i'll tell you that much it's not it's not easy at all as soon as you leave your house you're spending money you don't have right the government open outside but we're going out there to do you don't have outside money you know why you don't have outside money because you don't have a work 
Everybody making plans for their future. Who buying houses? Who buying cars? And then there's me downloading interior design games just to feel like I have a purpose or like I have a future that aligns with anything of the sort. I am stressed out, right? You have to remember now, your mother talking to you all type of way because you don't have a work. So she don't really see you as, a, as an adult or as a grown person. Matter of fact, everybody in the house treating you like some form of slave because they don't all day. Go watch the play at them. Then all this dirty. <laughs> And you can't leave the house. You can't get an excuse and leave the house. You know why? Because you don't have no money. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, humor is how I cope. Because what is this? Full circle, full circle. But no, I wanted everybody who is unemployed. I wanted everybody who is experiencing unemployment to just, uh, you know, know that you're not alone. I wanted you guys to know that it, it's a process and you're not doing anything wrong because all you can do at the end of the day is send out your resumes, right? All you can do at the end of the day is push for your future and fight for your future. And th there's not much you could do in terms of action other than sending out that resume and getting in touch with different HRs and different people. But I'll give you one more advice because this is an advice I'll use. If you have links, you better give those people a call. What you... Uh, hello? This is the one time I would actually sit here and tell you that classism is something that works and the upper class people are definitely doing it right. If you, you better pick up that phone and give them a call like, hey, you don't know Denny's daughter? I'm her, you, you know what I mean? I'm her sister, friend, cousin. You better get that job by any means necessary. Now, when you get into that job, you better do your job. When you get into that job, you better do that job to the best of your ability, hardworking and show them that yes, links might have walked you into this door, but your work ethic is keeping you in there. Don't get me upset now, right? Don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable. You better work. You better work every day like it's your first day. And let me tell you, people who have a job, I'm speaking to you guys now, okay? You've gotten comfortable. You forgot what it was like. To be looking at work. Let me remind you. It's rough. Right? So get up off your hind parts. And do that job to the best of your ability. The very best of your ability. Because you made a commitment to that organization. And you owe them your best. Yeah? And if, if you're not happy there, leave. Well, not until I get the next work. As my sister always says, don't give a sure for unsure. <laughs> so leave. All right? No, yes, I know you guys can tell. Don't cry, don't cry. But we are officially on the 20-minute mark. Nobody would be crying. Don't cry. Come back, come back. Don't cry. Where it's just 20 minutes deep, and so we're wrapping up for this episode. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys so much for listening. But I'm giving a shout out to my friends. The ones who send me job opportunities to apply for. Specifically, Crystal Allen, come to the front. Come to the front. The way I owe Crystal a beer. Oh my gosh. I don't even drink, but we have to we have to link up and do something. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, when I get a job, I owe Crystal my first paycheck. When when I when you talk about sending job opportunities, when you talk about just being there and being supportive and giving words of you know encouragement and just being there, Crystal has just been there. And my oh my do I owe you a drinks, Crystal. I'm being so serious. Listen to me, girl. I love you so much. Fitzroy Randall and Bradley Beadle. Who helped me with my resume when I get a work. Listen to me now. <laughs> I'm going to buy you guys drinks. Crystal, your juice money coming. You just stuck on the HR. They refuse to call me for the work. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you are someone who is currently unemployed, just know that our times will come, yeah? Until then, start doing something that you always wanted to do, but you couldn't do it because of whatever reason, whether it was school or you just weren't ready or whatever. Start doing something you always wanted to do. And for your sake, you better find something free. For example, I have this podcast, my screenwriting, and I'm going to start film practicing soon, yeah? Uh, take up a hobby. And if you are the friend of an unemployed, just bear with me, please. We're stuck between wanting to go everywhere, cause the house are mad way, and being poor, okay? <laughs> Catch you guys next week. You guys have a wonderful night. I love you guys to the moon. I'm back again. And remember, after you finish listening to this podcast, tell a friend. <laughs> Bye! This has been another episode of the Nasika Nightly Podcast with your regular host, Nasika Aleman. Come again next week for another episode with a different perspective, only here at Nasika Nightly Podcast. Until then, you know the drill. Take care of yourself. <laughs>